Scotty, Scotty, has this has the episode been recorded? Do you know Do you know if the next episode has gone up? Did you hear about what happened to John Mulaney? Scotty, uh, Scotty, yeah. Scotty, did you put what about, Meg, what about Hercule? It's the Scotty. morning. Mornings are for contemplation and fun fiction. <laughs> oh wait, shit! I started doing this. I started doing the Gravity Falls theme. Damn it! Welcome to Fun Fiction. I also like making sinful ego delights. Scotty Moore. And I'm the strangest thing that I know. I'm Meg Danger. And we're, we're for the first time ever, stealing from season zero because we're doing Stranger Things, which we did do in season zero. But if I remember correctly, it was after season two. So it was before... The great fucking of season three happened, which where do you fall on that fence? Because I actually don't mind it. I don't mind. I actually liked it compared to season two. It's it's trash. (laughs) (laughs) It's trash garbage. And I will I will delineate why in bullet point form, but we'll get there. Um, and I, I didn't I didn't know that you you covered it in season zero because you didn't tell me. And also, I wasn't here, so it didn't count. I I forgot I forgot we did, and then I sat down and I was like, why am I having such trouble coming up with an idea for Stranger Things? Oh, right, because I've already done it. So later, when my fucking fan fiction sucks ass, just go back and listen to that episode and just cut that in here. Just cut in that version. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's, no. Yeah, no, it's it's good. In a, in a rare move, um, I got enough for the both of us. <laughs> yeah. I went, I went bitch tits crazy, y'all. <laughs> So basically what's been happening is every week you come on and you're like, I don't have an idea. That's been you holding your hands to the sky saying, people of Earth, give me your power. And you've been building up this spirit bomb of a fanfic to just unleash on our audience. It's That's the thing. It's, it's not even a fanfic. I, I was saying before we started that this is basically my version of what you did for Rampage, where you're like, this is just like a spec script. This is a pitch. Um, this is a me. hashtag fan fix i believe yes. was the name yeah that the has, hashtag fan fix this is me taking like just like a giant armload of like loose pages bound, bound loosely bound together going to the duffer brothers house and like throwing rocks at their window until they come <laughs> out and like screaming at them while hurling pages no you're standing outside in a trench coat holding this uh, holding up a boom box that's playing this episode very loud on it <laughs> with a trip yep. bucket that's launching your rocks for you yes um, i will make two cases for why season three is good any story i don't know what it is this is this is a scottyism but any story that incorporates russians as a villain just gets to me it's my favorite thing like what was it there was some movie where in the sequel it was them fighting it was fucking pitch perfect too like the weirdest (laughs) thing but in the sequel they're fighting russians and it's the best shit to me con 
context is everything, though, because yeah, that's amazing and pitch perfect. Different thing here. So, I mean, okay, a lot of okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so I feel like we should. I feel like we got to start from the beginning. Okay, wait. Let me quickly give my other defense, and it's the only defense I have of this season. Oh wait, it's can split into two things. Malls are cool. And Joe Keery, whose character I have forgotten, and Robin are fucking great. Oh, they're That's the best it. thing. They're, they're yes, no. Steve, uh, Steve and Robin are the best thing about season three, and I love them both so much. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I think I had it written down here as because I, I have a list. I have a list of uh, problems. What, no, I have a list that says. Good things in season three. Conspiracy <laughs> theory, man, still funny. Cool mall looks cool. Scoops ahoy, funny. The adventures of Steve and Steve's gay gal pal. <laughs> L and Max go shopping. Carrie always as evil mayor was fun because it's nice to see him do stuff. The vague implication that Will doesn't have a girlfriend because he's in love with Mike. Yes. Yeah. That's that's it. Those were my things. And then I just have, that's it. Everything else is trash. I'm shocked old. Oh, what was his name? Was it Alexiev? The the Russian man who loves, who loves Ices? Who loves Ices? No, no, because that's just like, it's like everything else. That's like. I put that, uh, I put Alexi, the Russian man who loves Ices on par with, like, that first episode of season two, which was, hey, everybody, remember Dragon's Lair? Yeah. <laughs> arcades you. are, uh, Ices still exist, um, I, and yeah, I like arcades. Like, the, the best part about the arcade they introduced in season two was the fact that they recreated it at Universal Studios. And that was good. That was it. That was the only thing for me. <laughs> See, for me, like a lot of people's favorite things about season three, I'm not a big fan of. Like, people love Bob. I fucking hated Bob because, you know, I want Hopper and Joyce to be together. So obviously well, I'm like, fuck yes. Bob, you piece of shit. I, I didn't have like a problem with Bob conceptually because i knew he would not be long for this world because obviously hopper and joyce are, are endgame but that's also the problem is season three decided at the while while, while letting hopper and joyce interact as much as they've ever interacted and actually letting joyce do things that weren't screaming well have you seen my son well we no his um, name is w-h-e-e-l <laughs> will will um, they also decided, hey, Hopper's a dick now. Yeah, you that know, was weird. Because. And uh, what was the other? Oh, you. Oh, shit. It was something you brought up. Oh, uh, Eleven going shopping. I didn't like that for some reason. I think it's because it felt. I understand they're trying to make her a normal teenage girl. But also as evidence with my fan fiction, I'm like, yeah, but she is still fucking superhero, and she still is weird. It's like when, in later seasons of How I Met Your Mother, Barney stopped being Barney and just started being tertiary character in these romantic angles. I was like, no, he's a fun fuckboy, and that's what I love about him. And then they took it away. So, like, every... 
and that's just a me thing. Like, I understand character growth and whatnot, but it just felt weird seeing this girl who I did see murder a Demogorgon <laughs> just go shopping. Well, because what I liked about it is, like, she spends so much of her time just surrounded by boys, and it was nice where it's like, yeah, let's give her a friend who's a girl and let them just have an activity. I guess just it's because like I nice didn't grow up where, where she's not. I guess it's because I didn't grow up as a girl. Like, I don't understand. I don't oh. understand. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it's just nice. It was nice to, like, have a, her have a friend who's, like, hers. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, just having an activity. Like, let Elle have a goddamn activity. Uh but so if we want to if we want to take it back to like the beginning, like season one, because that's the reason why I have these very strong feelings, you know, because that's the thing. You have strong feelings about a thing because you like the thing. And that's yeah. season one absolutely drew me in. Like those little kids could fucking act. They were so From, good. Uh, it was a, a near perfect season, I would argue. And a lot of people I saw online were like, it should have ended there. Or become an anthology series like American Horror Story. And I'm like, but it, this was a great quote from, oh God, I can't remember who it was, said, they, they grew too popular for their own good because they knew how much money Mike and Eleven and Ego and all that was making them that they said, we've got to just keep this story going. Absolutely. How do we do it? Russians. Yeah. I 100% agree because yeah you could have if you could have tweaked the ending like a little bit yeah you totally could have just done done one and done done and one whatever even without tweaking it like that would have been a fun moment for the audience to leave on is just something's wrong with him what do you mean there's not another season what 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 happened to him (laughs) well now you're forced to decide yeah um no there was it was great characters um it was amazing to see Winona Ryder like pop up again after who knows how long and just still oh my god still can get it 100% oh, without 10, a doubt 10 can get it and then uh David David Harbor out of nowhere didn't know who the fuck he was before I knew him as it. like a character actor like I knew him as a funny like i i oh he's like one of those he wasn't but you know those guys who show up in every adam sandler film and you're like oh it's them that was david harbour for me and then i saw him in Ah. this and went oh (laughs) Uh, okay oh oh, oh. yeah can get it (laughs) but yeah it was first season for me it was a little bit rough because for me all of it season three it got really bad but in the beginning i really liked it because it was like if you're an adult with adult problems, here's you an adult storyline. If you're a teen with teen problems, here's teen storylines. If you're a child or an adult who is a child, a la me, here are kids playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like, it appealed to literally everybody. And, but then, as well, what, they what, go what on... Someone, what someone had said before that I really liked was that each one of them was in like their own horror movie. Oh yeah, that, that I really like that. That's a very good comparison because honestly, it was fun because for the kids they had a generic kind of kitty mystery horror movie. Yeah, like for an the ET kind of thing. Yeah, then for the adults they had a more grounded horror story, and then for the teens they had shitty drama that I actually was not a big fan of, and I'm so happy. <laughs> 
that Steve's a good guy now because I couldn't stand that knowing what he would become it made me so mad having to deal with him in the first season yeah no that was like um, that was one of my favorite things about season two was that he and Nancy broke up because they're so much more interesting separate from each other yeah they were incompatible like that was it and I like that the show just showed that I do kind of hate the fact that they were like oh no we've lost steve new bully bringing him in billy's here (laughs) god yeah billy sucks so yeah if we want to break down so then season two happens and there were things that i liked about season two um i mean hopper and l like bonding i'm a i'm a big fucking sucker for that shit Oh, that was that was honestly my favorite shit of the season. In fact, my fan fiction from season zero was all about that. It was all about Hopper and her and then also Mike trying to get become part of it. That was the best shit. Also, I still want to try an ego double decker special. <laughs> Think you would die. Um But so here, what did I what did I fucking have that So the thing that like I know everybody Oh, okay. So yeah, the good thing for season two is that um, fucking Will in season two is amazing. Oh yeah, that was the bat. That was probably my least. That was my least favorite thing about season three was the fact that Will went from such an emotional foothold to can we play D and D, guys? Can we still be this? It's criminal that they gave him nothing to do but pout in a corner because his friends are just too horny and want to fuck and he's got nothing else to do. That was the other thing that kind of irked me as it went on was the fact that obviously the actors are growing up, so you have to acknowledge that in storyline, but that also meant that the fun group mystery angle E.T. thing from season one slowly became the shitty teen angles from season one, and then the shitty teen angles just became more fun in season three for me. And it got, like, uncomfortable. It got uncomfortable. Because it's, like, it's one thing in the first one when, you know, Mike and Eleven are so small and, like, squishy because they're, like, fucking, like, what, like, what, 10, 11 years old or whatever, and it's like... Yeah, they're children. It's Yeah, it's like it's a little puppy love. And then, you know, they're trying in, like, by the time you roll around to season three, it's been, like, four years. They're, like, 15 years old. And, you know, the show's trying to play it off where it's like, yeah, they're, like, 13, and it's like, no, they are. (laughs) They are pubescent. They are pushing up against 16 years old, and they're horny, and it's uncomfortable to watch (laughs) it is the worst shit to see that's how i felt season one do you know that you remember the scene where um nancy like just straight up just stone cold takes a shower and they just show an inappropriately large amount of it that was season one for me i was like no i can't i can't do this this is i'm an adult this is weird (laughs) i mean i know that actress she i think she was like eight teen already in the first or like she was an adult like in the first one she just looks kind of young but it's still yeah she she she's got a really young face um also what the fuck happened to barb did she just stone cold die because like come on you can't have barb and then never bring up barb again 
I mean, it's bullshit that, like, Will, for some reason, survives for, what, like, weeks? But Barb is just murked immediately. Yeah, yeah, Um, I mean, and that's the one thing. At least season two acknowledges the fact that, like, Nancy is super eaten by, up by guilt at the fact that, like, she was getting her fuck on and Barb was being murdered. Um, but I feel like the big thing about season two that I know everybody hates is the fucking going to Chicago episode. The X-Men, the X-Men New Mutants episode, yeah. Yes, um, and I I know that everybody hates it because it, like, fucking kills the momentum and the place. Like, it's, it's, you know, the pacing because it's placed really poorly. Yeah. It's, like, episode seven. Like, I love it conceptually because it expands the world. It puts the idea that it's like, yeah, L's 11. There's ten other motherfuckers out there running around. Yeah, I actually in my in my fan fiction, I do have at least a way to make that make sense. Because in 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 the show, it's kind of just like, hey, she got friends, but never mind, she's back. She's back at Hawkins. It's okay. <laughs> and we're not. And that's the other thing that made me so angry about season three. It's like, are we ever gonna? Are we gonna? No, no, we're not gonna. Not no Russians now. That's cool, Fuck. I guess. <laughs> that pissed me off so much because it's like, oh, we're just never going to acknowledge this? Cool. Um, and then, like, I liked Kali. I thought she was cool. I thought all of her, her gang of friends fucking sucked. I think that's also why people hate it is because they're, they're so annoying. And they're, they're so, so, like, just generic. Annoying. They're the most generic punk kids you could yeah, think of. They're, and they're not even kids. They're, like, in their fucking... They're, I mean, I'm going to talk about it. You know what? I'm going to talk about it. I'll get there. So I'm yeah, not going to yeah. say it here. Uh, oh, it's it's part of my thing. Uh, but yeah, I know people hate it because it, it kills the pacing dead. Um, and yeah, they're fucking annoying. You got that not not Cindy Lopper and tall Mohawk man. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're fucking obnoxious. They were the remember the 80s of, mm-hmm. of that crew. Yes. And then, yeah, we got, we got to focus on the Russians, so we're just never going to bring them up. We're doing Red Dawn now, guys. We got to talk about the threat to capitalism. That's the weirdest shit for yeah. me about season three is we have a mall now, and so everything's going to get really hyper-capitalism. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, not to get, not to get like, commie on Maine, but... It's it's just weird. It's noticeable and weird. Like, it's not... Like, I get it. Like, I understand, but also I'm just like... I love the mall just because I like seeing old 80s stores there. And also because it's only, like, two hours away from me. I can go like to the, that mall. Oh, that's, that's actually kind of cool. Like, the aesthetic of the mall is cool. Like, visually, I think it's a neat set piece. I just think the weird, like... Super capitalist vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's there. It is palpably there. (laughs) Yeah, it's... God, man. Were you an OG Stranger Things person? Like, did you watch it when it first came out, or were you a slow roll? Because I was a slow roll. It wasn't until Finn Wolfhard went on Game Grumps and seemed like a really cool kid that I was like, I'll watch him have fun with his friends and find a ding-dang Demogorgon. Let's go. Let's do this. I was kind of like in between. It was like right when it started. Like I was, it wasn't like I wasn't one of the early adopters who was like being like, "You gotta watch it, you gotta watch it." But it was like kind of right when it was popping off. Yeah, yeah. And one of the other videos I watched because I needed 
help formulating an opinion today. I'm not even going to lie. was full on. Just like the iconography of this show was so well done. Like I said earlier, like the ego waffles, the the fact that Dustin dresses like a normal ass kid and yet that still was so iconic people were like that's my halloween costume now to dress like a normal boy it's going to be my thing <laughs> oh yeah oh um and i mean like you could watch people who are way smarter than me talk about like the who is it? I think Lindsay Ellis does like a whole video about how like you know the the guys who made it the Duffer Brothers are not even necessarily re- they're not recreating like the 80s that they grew up in because they didn't grow up in the 80s they're like I think my age or like a little older than me or something that they're recreating the 80s that they remember from watching like Spielberg movies and shit yeah exactly and is, this is so. Yeah. Like, if Steven Spielberg and Stephen King had a weird little baby, it would be Stranger (laughs) Things. A weird little horny baby. Yeah. It gets so uncomfortably horny. I do love... My my favorite, though, is... And this is probably my favorite moment of any of the seasons, is the one moment they opt to not go horny and instead have fucking steve be like because like obviously all of us were like oh steve and robin that's the thing steve wants a girl he keeps asking out all the hot people it doesn't work obviously it's gonna be steve and robin and then at last minute robin's like actually fam nah other team actually and i was like that's i enjoy i like that were you were you not picking up no on those dog. vibes no Oh, see, I, didn't have I, a, I didn't have a concentrated gaydar at the time. I was like, oh, okay. This is because, like, that's how it's been written this whole time. Like, Joyce and Hopper have a connection through the whole series. So you're like, oh, okay. Obviously, those two. Same with um, Will. No, not Will. Not Same with Will and Mike. Same with Will's <laughs> shitty brother, who I hate. <laughs> oh, God, Jonathan. That. We can okay, yeah, okay. I'm gonna sidebar that for a second, but yes, uh, Stranger Things has a huge problem with with pair and the spare, so like that is absolutely valid. Yeah, so I was like, okay, that's what's gonna happen with uh, Robin and Steve, and then they were like, actually, instead, we're going to give you the most entertaining shit as their jet. Ge- what were they stoned? Like, what was their? It was the the truth. It was like the truth serum oh, made them like yeah. high, which is so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I and I was not. I was. I felt very validated when I went online and saw I was not alone. Like I was picking up massive, massive gay vibes from her. But I did also think like, there's. But no, that must just be me. They're not going. To, <laughs> there like, weren't gays in the eighties. They didn't <laughs> exist yet. They, they came out. Made yet. They came well, out with the iPod Nano back in two thousand and six. <laughs> but like, even if it is, like, like they, they're not gonna do that because, yeah, like what you're saying, they're gonna, they, they're going to give, they're gonna reward Steve with his quirky scoops, ahoy, girl. And so, yes, I, I was elated. Where it's like, nah, that's his. They're now they're they're buddies, and she's gay and i love it and it's so much better for steve in the long run like it's so much better character development for him so that was very good that was that was the best that was the best part of season three the adventures of the adventures of robin and steve there was one issue with it and it was the fact that they were like why don't we introduce the worst little girl imaginable oh god fucking 
Lucas's little sister. Because I didn't even like Lucas season 10. Lucas grew on me a little bit. His little sister can fuck right off. (laughs) She's the worst. But, uh, no, Jonathan sucks. He looks like he should be in a live-action version of the Hotel Transylvania films. Like, he already looks like a monster. He does. Honestly, season three, I kind of wish it wasn't Billy that got body snatched, because it would have been so fun to see Jonathan ascend to his true form and become an actual horror movie monster. He looks like the Smith's biggest pervert. Yeah. Oh, man, Billy. Billy's, this is one of these things, and this is actually something I'm interested in talking to you about, like, literature-wise. And it's how to make bad people. Because coming from the world of professional wrestling, this is a big question all the time, is, like, like, bad guys, there are bad guys who are so good at being bad that people don't want to watch them on television and therefore turn the channel. And that's bad for the wrestling business. So most bad guys are flamboyant, they're over the top. They're hateful, but you still want to see what happens next with them. Like Loki, like Killmonger. This show don't have that. I don't think there's a bad guy in this show that I've ever been like, I would like to see more of them, please. I'm like, no. Every time they come on screen, I'm immediately like, no, fuck you. I hate you and I want you to die. And like, what's your opinion on that when crafting villains? Yeah, the human villains suck. I mean, Carrie, Carrie always the mayor is probably the only one yeah. who who was fun. And that's because it's Carrie, Carrie always. And you're like, hey, remember Carrie always from, from the, the 80s? 80s? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Apart from that, no, like the closest thing you have is Dr. Mad about you, who's really not a bad guy per God. se. Oh, <laughs> Dr. Mad about you is very good. That's very good. <laughs> I could not remember his name. Um, He's the one who's in season two, who's treating Will. Oh, that, oh no. Hated him too. Every single one of them I hate. But I'm saying that he's not, he's not technically like a bad guy, because like he lives and he hangs around and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's just my thing with villains, is like, it's such a tightrope to walk, because... You want them to be entertaining enough that when you do obviously have to show a villainous... And I'm not saying they need to come out and do a song and dance. Like, (laughs) Killmonger, yes, he was charismatic, but for the most part, Killmonger was very... And even, like, Loki, originally, was very, like, slow, methodical, but he was still entertaining to watch. Like, I never saw Loki and was like, nah, fuck you, I'm not watching this. But I feel like there is a a danger zone, which is if you go too far, you end up with what I like to call the Dark Knight situation, which is where I don't want to watch any part of the Dark Knight movie except for the Joker scenes because of how good of a villain they made him. So, like, it's, it's, God, making villains is hard. It is. Well, then also, you also don't want, um, because then you run into also, like, the weird thing where... Like, the Tumblr thing. Hashtag Killmonger was right? No, not even that, necessarily. Oh, you're talking about the fucking, oh god, what was his name from the no, Lorax? I'm talking about, well, actually, oh no, I wasn't even gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Loki runs into this problem already, where, like, they all just get too horny, and oh, then they yeah. ignore everything else, 
and they don't really pay attention to anything like evil a character does because they just want to fuck him. I do appreciate the fact that Marvel at least saw the horny for Loki growing and went, we gotta make this guy okay. <laughs> we gotta make this guy a good guy real quick. <laughs> we gotta make him stop. We gotta make him do less genocide because people want to fuck him a whole lot. A real <laughs> lot. Now he's, how about this? He's just Odin now. He just took over for Odin. <laughs> He just puts on plays about himself and hangs out. He does, he does less murder. <laughs> He's perfectly cool. That's why I'm like, I'm mad Killmonger's no longer in, in the MCU, but also I'm like, you can't keep him around because he would eventually become a good guy. You can't. It's tr- it's tr- He's too good. Yeah, because God, you keep you keep Killmonger around long enough. It's like. Hell, by the end of the movie, I was right. I was like, you know what? He's right. He's, make, he's making points. He's making very good points. <laughs> that is also an interesting way to craft a villain. Have them be the one that's right. Because Killmonger was right that whole film, and it is what made Black Panther realize, like, oh, I have to I have to give the world the gift of Wakanda. Like it's Yeah. It, it's, like it's like he's right. He's just doing a lot of murder about it. It's like, you can be right, but not do the murder. If we can find a middle ground. Yeah, it's it's so good. The fact that he he spurns character growth in the hero, which any great villain should do. And uh, that's been writing lessons with your hosts, Fun (laughs) Fiction's Meg Endangered Scotty Moore. So back to Stranger Things. Uh, (laughs) How not to make a villain. Don't make them the fucking worst. They're just, yeah, so the the villain in season one, okay, cool monster, the evil scientist dad who does fucking suck. I mean, like, I guess he's fine. He doesn't do much. He's just there abusing a small child, which is fine. I mean, it's very satisfying <laughs> when he's ripped limb he's from limb. He's just abusing a small child, which is fine. Megan Danger 2021. <laughs> I just mean, like, it's fine for a villain in the sense of it's very satisfying to see him ripped limb from limb then, like... Yeah, that is also one of the other things, like, the catharsis is very palpable in this show, but not really, because, like, most of them don't die, because even the ones who are, like, just secondary bad guys, like the Doctor in Season 2, or Steve in Season 1, or fucking Billy, they all suck, they all are the worst, and it ruins those scenes for me. Billy, Billy is, is point, is really, okay. Billy Billy's, is pointless. Billy's pointless. Billy suffers from Stephen King bully syndrome. Yep. Um, like the kids in it, the, the bullies in it, which, um, their whole thing was that they're just little psychos for no fucking reason, which is a problem that Stephen King has, which is like, why are these kids just fucking sociopaths who just want to torture other kids? And Stephen King just shrugs and goes, I don't know. Fuck you. I'm Stephen are they, King. <laughs> are I, kids not like that near you? <laughs> I just did five lines of coke and gave a 10 year old a gun. I'm Stephen <laughs> King. And then, and then fucking at the end of season three, when Billy's about to fucking die, it's like, I loved my mom. (laughs) Fuck you, Billy. (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, But then you get the, but then, then because he's played by that, that cute boy, what people like, 
you still get the weird contingent of people who wanted who were like excusing him because they wanted to fuck him. I can't. I, I, it's I, real weird. And and I guess his dad and also his dad was abusive. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like it's I, weird. I, it's weird. I never. Just, they, they never. They never got their shit. To, Stranger Things never got its shit together. And Af- like after season things, one, like they had and, the- and yeah, and and pulled it together. It was just like here's this fucking little racist psycho running around being a tool bag. His dad's abusive. We could try to tie this shit together. We won't. Also, he's p- possessed by the mind flayer rat king. Like I, I never thought he was cute either. Because like. He is pure 80s white trash with that nasty mustache and an actual mullet. Steve at least had, like, a cute, updated, modern mullet that is still, (laughs) to this day, my favorite haircut any human being has had. I had that haircut for a while, but it was not—it just sort of happened. It really—it wasn't, like, an active choice on my part. I love a good I woke up one day and was like, Huh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love a good floof. Floofy hair is the shit. Like, if mine wasn't in headphones all the time, we'd be floofing the fuck up. I feel like if we, this conversation would be remiss if we did not then go on to discuss Coconut Head Joe Kiri, the <laughs> darkest day of my life. <laughs> God, that's Oof. such a good fucking picture of him with that <laughs> nasty ass bowl cut. It's, it's, a, it's, oh, man. What's he look like now? Because he's it's been a, it's in a, a choice. he's been in a lot of fun movies. Okay, good. He's back to Joe Keery hair. He no longer has coconut head hair. He still does look like a baby version of fucking Ben Schwartz. And that will never end. It is funny. Although, God, you want to talk about being, um, being in, imprisoned in, in, fucking coconut hair poor noah shop like that kid <laughs> that poor child that poor kid forced forced into enduring horrible haircuts for how many years yeah exactly <laughs> like it was so funny we were watching me and my brother were watching hubie halloween because oh, you no. know what 2020 you, was a year because you lost a bet <laughs> No, you know what? You know what? It's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> but Noah Noah shops in it, and we didn't even recognize him at first because they let him have a normal ass human haircut. And we didn't oh, yeah. even, we were like, oh, oh, he looks like a regular boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he is a- without that fucking coconut boy, uh, boy haircut. He is a. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I think he's the one that said the N word. I can't call. No, nope. We're gonna have to. Gonna oh, he said the N word. Did you not know about no? Saying- they're, they're all children. I don't pay attention to what they do with their lives. Joe Keery is still a precious little baby. I believe. Talk about your fan fiction while I make sure Joe Keery's not problematic. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I want to double check before you say something you regret. Um, this, so, is why I don't, oh, this is no. why I don't follow these kids. Damn it. <laughs> Apparently a hacker tweeted many racist things out of his account. Well, <laughs> that's not good, Joe. Even if it was a hacker. That is the shitty thing about hackers, man. <laughs> no one's gonna believe you. Alright, fanfics. 
Okay. Uh, let's see. What did I have here? So, yeah, fucking hated, uh, did not like season three. Oh, yeah, the biggest thing that we didn't like about season three that we didn't say that I'll just throw in at the end here. Uh, is it, is it even worth it to say spoiler alert at this point when everything we've said is a spoiler? Um, Hopper gets vaporized. Now, wait. According end. to the new commercials. He survived that vaporization. Well, that's what I mean, is no one believed it for a second. Yeah. It's absolutely fucking meaningless. It was just a complete waste of of time. What would have been nifty, and I rarely use this word, nifty, is (laughs) if they showed him literally getting disintegrated in the particle accelerator, and the way he ends up in Russia is the fact that there is a transportation beam and it took him to Russia. That would be the most buckwild shit of all time. I mean, that has to be what happened, right? Because how the fuck else is he in Russia? Um, I believe Russians kidnap him, is from what everyone's told me. The Russians kidnap him and take him to... Well, Russia, obviously. Well, well, but how else? Because he disappeared. Like, the beam went zap, and then he was gone. I think that was just, like, an effect for the show. Like, that was just, like, their visual representation of it. And then, but he was, like, somewhere else, maybe. Maybe he's, like, in a, a smaller... But I don't know. It's fucking Stranger Things, dude. Oh, that's fucking stupid. Is, but yeah. is season three also the one where Eleven has to close up the giant gaping vagina that's spitting evil monsters into the world? No, that's season two. Oh, okay. That one, that's a good ending. That's a good-ass ending. That was sick. They're going down in the elevator, and he's got, like, the big gun, and he's got to, like, shoot the fucking demodogs while she closes the giant evil vagina. Yeah. It's good shit. That was good shit. That's the thing. Season two had some decent shit going on in it. But yeah, season three's ending was bullshit. But what other problems? What other problems could have arisen in season three? I don't understand it. But yeah, it's it's just such a waste of time to do that and to pretend like there's any emotional resonance at all because we know it will be rescinded immediately in the next season. No one, no one for even a second thought that Hopper was actually fucking dead. If I may, not season four. The commercial for season four is how we found out he wasn't dead. Pretty much. So it's just like, why? Why waste? time with this exercise with this with people going and crying with the fucking peter gabriel cover of we could be heroes like jesus fucking christ oh no my hand is turning into pork because of how ham-fisted it is (laughs) yeah so um just wanted to just wanted to say that real quick because it pisses me off okay okay here we go Megan fixes Stranger Things. Motherfuckers. Here's how we're going to do it. Um, here is how. First, we're going to start by unfucking season two. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you going to just do the whole show? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is why it's a good thing you don't really have anything, because I have too much. <laughs> I have everything. <laughs> Like I said, this is me standing outside the Duffer <laughs> Brothers' house because I assume they both live together. You know how brothers do. <laughs> just just catapulting my pages at them while screaming. 
<laughs> not screaming what you've written either, just cackling no. maniacally. Yeah, just just my screaming is unrelated to the pages. <laughs> um, hang on, let me test some water. Oh, you gotta prep for this one. You gotta prep this bad boy. So, part of the big things that you have to do with season two is figuring out the going to Chicago episodes that you're not, like, turbo-fucking the pacing of the season, among other things. Um, You still want to break up Nancy and Steve, because Steve the babysitter is great, and Nancy the conspiracy investigator is solid. Um, You still have Jonathan. You still have Jonathan as this fucking extra boy. This boy that the plot can never figure out what to do with. Her Frankenstein on a leash that she carries around. <laughs> yeah, he just, Stranger Things is just carrying Jonathan, just being like, does someone, can someone take this boy? Does someone have use for this take boy? Take my boy! Take <laughs> my boy! Take this boy! So, here's how you, we're gonna fix, so season one is fine. Season one is fine. It is nigh Perfect. We are going to leave it as is. I, I, this is going to be my last time I interrupt, but I like that we both in our fanfics went, don't fuck with season one. Because <laughs> like, I did the same thing. I said, I'm not changing shit about season one. We're going to fix everything <laughs> moving forward. Basically. So yeah, season one can stay. Season two. We're going to restructure it. We're going to spend less time focused on the boy's stupid fucking antics with the demon slug, what grows into the demon dog, and getting chased around by the racist psycho brother from the Power Rangers reboot movie. And, you know, like, oh, I like God, Max. he was. Yes, that's where he's actually, like, handsome and charming. <laughs> uh, I like Max. She's cool. It's nice to not have Elle as the token girl. Like, I don't want to drop her, but we definitely don't need to open the season and spend an inordinate amount of time being like, oh my god, a girl got a high score on the video game. Remember Dragon's Lair? Ah! <laughs> Instead, we start out right out the gate with Mike being sad. It's been however many hundred days since Elle exploded into another dimension or whatever as far as he knows. You know, he's on his walkie-talkie in the blanket fort. In the basement, we get the heartstring tugging. You know, that's actually in season two. Like, I remember that very well because it works emotionally. Elle hears him. You know, they have feelings. Um, what's Elle doing? She's chilling with Hopper in their bug out cabin or whatever. And they argue about how she wants to not be in the cabin. Blah, blah, blah. This is in the actual show. I don't need to rehash it. Cut two. Uh, Hopper's and uh, Joyce. And they're, they're doing the thing where they take Will to Dr. Um, What's-his-face, to Dr. Mad About You. And <laughs> there's the thing with, like, the, the tentacle monster. And so while they're doing that, uh, Elle finds whatever it is she found in episode, the, I think it's the fourth episode of season two, that's, like, the piece of paper that's like, hey, you have a mom. She's a vegetable because she was in the MK Ultra program or whatever. <laughs> Jesus. And she'll uh, confront Hopper about that either in this first episode or the next one. And she runs off in the second episode. Okay. So this episode uh, will also be intercut with like how Hopper discovered her all feral in the woods and shit like in regular season two. So most things are going to go the same. Nancy and Steve break up. Nancy's guilty about Barb. She wants to go find the truth, has that whole storyline. Steve and Dustin do whatever the fuck they do in season two. It's fine. They're funny. I like how they play off each other. It's great. Um, 
I guess you still have Lucas and, and Max. It's very, it's, it's very paired, the spares, which like I'm not a huge fan of. And, and then Mike being all pissy at Max because it's like, oh, we already have a girl in the group. Her name's L. Like, fuck, that's bullshit. That's got to go. That's out. <laughs> that's gone. Fuck that. Now, we replaced that with something that's not like fucking toxic masculinity. In fact, actually, now I remember it. Half of the beginning of the season is Dustin and Lucas fighting over Max because they're like, her, they're the girl played the video games and she's grossed out by it. And then she just picks Lucas because reasons, I guess. So we can save everyone a lot of time to focus on more interesting shit if we just scrap all that. In the new version, Max finds Dustin's stupid fucked up demon slug on her own that's what draws her into the main plot they never compete over her we waste zero time on horny pubescent children and then maybe she and lucas can just decide they like each other for normal chemistry reasons that just happens will still has his possessed by the hell monster thing because it's great we love it that's a highlight of season two uh and we can emphasize the moment when they're doing their Ghostbuster trick-or-treat thing and he has that episode and, like, Mike has to, like, calm him down and, like, talk him down and stuff because that sure does happen. We could draw implications on what that means later. Kiss! 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 <laughs> so, happening split in real time with these storylines is Elle on the road while also remembering, like, how she bonded with Hopper and shit as they live together in the bug out cabin uh which is slowly revealed to us in flashbacks anyway in regular season two just in this version it's happening while she's traveling instead of being stuck in the cabin um and so eventually she meets up with callie in Sh- or collie collie yeah i think it was collie i didn't rewatch any of these in chicago um and so instead of it being an episode that just fucking st- Stops everything like a brick wall. It's another ongoing storyline happening in tandem with everything else. And that way it doesn't piss everyone off. Uh, also, Kali's gang is way less annoying and also trends much younger because it's kind of weird that they were all mostly adults. Like they're supposed to be a gang of runaways. If they could look less in their late 20s and early 30s, that'd be cool. <laughs> Uh, their storyline could also probably play out pretty much the same. It's fine. We discover things. We learn things. Kali goes, embrace your anger, Elle. And she's like, okay. And she's like, also get this sick makeover. Bitchin'. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Remember <laughs> yeah. bitchin'? Remember bitchin'? Elle eventually goes back home. Whatever. Uh, what the fuck do we do with fucking boring goddamn Jonathan that's not pair him up with Nancy? Well, how about both he and Steve have to babysit the kids? Uh, uh, eh, how about that? It's, it's, a, it's a dynamic interaction. It's comedy. What about, what if at the end of season <laughs> one, he dies in like some sort of an explosion and in season two, that evil doctor from season one finds his uh, body parts and puts them back together. And because because I don't want to do that to Joyce, and, she, and, her and, life, well, Joyce's no. life is hard enough He'll, already. He, no, he's gonna let, let he's her, gonna let her shitty back. son just be. He's gonna come back, but he's gonna have two bolts in his neck. <laughs> <laughs> then end of season two, we have to find him a bride. <laughs> That's when he goes after Nancy. 
<laughs> Look, I have to put him somewhere that's not with Nancy because I have an idea. Oh, okay. Okay. Shit, this is already... Oh, fuck. I just came up with a better fanfic than what I wrote. Which is fucking <laughs> Franken... I have to take Stranger Things' shittiest son and I have to put him somewhere. <laughs> so he's going with Steve and they're going to fucking odd couple... What? These these terrible these terrible kids. Why not put him with? Just have him there with Will. Have him there in that whole scenario. <laughs> then it's just the buyer's gang in the hospital. No, odd couple, odd couple babysitting shenanigans. Uh, so the question then is, who goes with Nancy on her investigation mission? Because she can't go see creepy conspiracy theory man alone. Because ew, no. <laughs> How about Hopper? Oh, I like that. I like that. Totally unexplored dynamic. And, like, what's he doing at home anyway? Almost dying in underground holes and, like, I-fucking-Joyce in front of her new boyfriend, Samwise Rudy Goonies Never Say Die. Samwise Boring. Rudy Goonies is my new favorite name! <laughs> so, nah. He goes with Nancy because, like, I don't know, maybe this will help him find L or whatever. It's as good a reason as any. And it pulls double duty because he learns more about Mike, the boy that L never fucking shuts up about, that he doesn't trust and is such a shit about in season three. And also, like, he has a daughter again, a half-feral psychic one who's never known love, but <laughs> still. <laughs> Fuck. And it's real hard. I mean, like, his first one died when she was, like, five. So, like, what the fuck does he remember about, about having daughters? I genuinely so, thought Elle was his daughter for the longest time. I really <laughs> did. So, hanging around Nancy and, like, getting advice is really useful. And they bond. And there are moments. There's character growth. It's interesting. It's an untapped character interaction. And Stephen and Dur Stephen and Steve and Jonathan are bullied by children. God, it's that's great. good. <laughs> Alternately, Jonathan can't just be home playing video games the whole time. That would be very a good way to just get rid of him for a whole. <laughs> He's just home playing pong. <laughs> And then they have to defeat the tentacle monster, close the rift, Ellen Hopper reunited, it's very nice, Ellen Mike reunited, it's very nice. They still have that sick scene we were just talking about, where he's got to shoot the dogs, they got to close the vagina, uh, Steve and the kids are in the tunnels, like, that That part's sick, that's awesome. But then at the end, and the rift is closing, and we know that something gets through, um, and uh, the smoke starts to clear, and um, did you ever see the Super Mario Brothers live-action movie? from 1993 uh yes but it's been a long time okay do you remember at the very end when like they think everything's done and then uh uh what's her face whoever's playing like princess peach just like appears like dirty and like smoking with a gun being like hey guys you'll never believe what happened and then it just ends oh so you're pulling uh, a more appropriate reference a Marty! Marty! Something's gotta be done about your kids, Marty! Something like that. Basically, okay, yeah. But the reason I was thinking of Super Mario Brothers is because... So the smoke clears, and, and out from what's come through as the rift closes... 
it's fucking Barb. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, what? And she's like, guys, you'll never believe what's happened. (laughs) (laughs) Barb is alive and she's been fucking surviving in the upside down for like a goddamn year. Oh, I'm so excited for season three now. (laughs) I'm more excited for season three now. You've done it. She's a fucking survivor Barb now. <laughs> She's a hardcore Barb. She fucking gets spooked by a guy, snaps his neck immediately. I'm sorry. It's just instinctual. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I am now a murder Barb. Send them my way. And so now you've got like this great symmetry where instead of getting like justice for Barb where they like reveal the truth about her death, Barb's just fucking back. She is the proof and she can tell her own story about what happened and also like she can get reunited with her parents and stuff like that. Hell yes. That's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's that's the one thing from season one where I was like, "Mm, I'm gonna fix that. (laughs) <laughs> I was so scared when you were talking about season, like, cutting so much shit. I was thinking, are they about to combine season two and season three into one thing? Nah. All right. Season three. <laughs> <laughs> this one's much... Okay, so season three is much messier. <laughs> yes. Season three is a total goddamn rewrite. Fuck season three. This is less episode by episode because it's a total rewrite. It's much messier. It's significantly more manic. Um, <laughs> Scotty knows I was writing this right up to when we started recording. The crazed scramblings of a madman. <laughs> Pretty much. Barb and Nancy, back at it again. They don't need no man. Sure, Barb's probably traumatized, but whatever. It's it's the summer. There's a mall. <laughs> <laughs> There's a mall. They're fucking working as investigative junior reporters together. Um, they have a lot more fucking cachet because Barb came back from another dimension. So they're taken a lot more seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if anybody's a a, a fucking sexist to Nancy, Barb snaps their neck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Steve is still working at Scoops Ahoy with Robin. That is unchanged. I I fucking would love if there's no spooky Stranger Things stuff and it's just all about Barb going on a murder spree and Nancy having to realize her partner's a sociopath decide for one thing and that thing is to kill. That would be amazing, actually. But no. (laughs) Maybe another day. Uh... So yeah, Steve and Robin, still at Scoops Ahoy. That was like the only thing worth salvaging from season three. Uh, Hopper and Elle have a better relationship because I'm the writer now, and I decided he isn't retroactively a dickhead for no reason, and he actually leans on Joyce for parenting advice that he follows instead of getting pissed off for no good reason when she interacts with men that aren't him, despite them not being in a relationship, because fuck that. You remember in season three when he got mad that she talked to the nerdy science teacher? Oh, that's right. God, how did we not talk about him? That guy rules. That guy's the best. 
him and Joyce didn't even have a thing going on. Hopper was just being a tool because they just decided in season three, Hopper's a tool now. <laughs> they they realized they were killing him off and they said, well, now we got to give him character growth. And that growth is to be a dick. And I'd understand if he had some sort of change of heart at the end of the season. But boy, he really don't. Huh? He's just still kind of a dick. Yeah. You can still have the Mind Flayer coming back and being some kind of weird fucked up Rat King, I guess. Because, like, why not? But instead of Russians in an evil lab under the mall, because that was so goddamn dumb. Jesus Christ, that was so dumb. Maybe the Mind Flayer Rat King is living under the mall. If, if, if we have to utilize the mall, which I guess we do, because mall cool. The main plot should instead revolve around uh, Kali suddenly popping back up in Hawkins because, hey, remember them? Yeah. Um, pursued by, like, I don't know, the government or whoever runs the MK Ultra or whatever, and we got to deal with that. And maybe she's found, like, one or two other number kids of varying ages. Like, I know L was the last one, I think, so, like, I guess they're older. And, like, maybe the twist is that they're being pursued by, like, one 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 is the oldest and one is like strong as one fuck. is one is the mind flayer well we'll get there oh uh, i got it <laughs> not quite okay uh while this is happening the kids have still coupled off i guess and like will is salty about it but we put more effort into this storyline and it's less will pouting in a corner while everyone's tongues are down each other's throats and more will feeling like the only time anyone in the group actually pays attention to him is when he is about to be murdered by a shadow demon creature and you know otherwise he feels like he's just kind of like left behind and mike says something about how that's bullshit and like really this is all like an underlying thing about will kind of being in love with Mike. You know, I think that he has been since they were kids. But, you know, it's it's the 80s. And where am I going with this? I don't know. Mike Mike has two hands. It's their teens. It's not weird. Kiss. Teens kiss, can be in kiss, a... <laughs> kiss. Kiss. <laughs> teens can be in a bi-polycule. It's fine. This got away from me. <laughs> oh, please, please pair him with Robin. <laughs> Please pair him with Robin. I want I take out uh, Gate and Madaraz. Take out Dustin. Put in Will. Just because gays stick together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got the numbers. You got the numbers, kids with the psychic powers. You got the MK Ultra government people. You got the Mind Flayer Rat King possessing people under the mall. Including Drace's psycho brother, I'm not sure where we land on that one. His, his like we said, his last minute redemption death. Like I had a mom and I'm sad is is weird. We, we don't know what to do with that shit. Um, I want to keep Steve and Robin getting truth serum stoned because that's hilarious and amazing. So I'm just gonna say the MK Ultra government agents do it. Uh, also, Hopper and Joyce still team up and do things because Joyce deserves to do things that aren't screaming about Will. But this time they do it without fucking bickering because good fucking God. Uh, so everyone meets up at the end like they always do. And Elle introduces uh, Kali and some of the other numbers kids to Hopper like, look, this is my sister and some of my other family. Also, oldest brother is coming to kill us, maybe. And Hopper's got, like, drugged Steve and Robin. Like, yeah, the MK Ultra guys are also coming to kill everyone. And Nancy and Barb and, like, the other kids are like, yeah, the Mind Flayer Rat King is here under the mall. And I think it's going to join forces with this one dude. Like, one, as in the number. That thing I referenced earlier. <laughs> 
And it's like that usual Stranger Things clusterfuck, and there's a big fight at the end. I don't know, it sorts itself out. It's fine. Uh, the Mind Flayer Rat King merges with one instead of racist psycho bully, and uh, they become they become one. Ah. <laughs> Ah, they are legion. And, uh, it, it kills a bunch of MK Ultra government agents first for convenience sake, but then they kill it and it's fine. It's great. Hopper doesn't get fake murdered by a Russian laser beam. No one has to move out of Hawkins for no good reason. Maybe Kali also comes to stay with them or maybe she moves on to find more numbers kids. And no one sings the never ending story because fuck that story. Stupid nonsense. Oh, did you not? That's a, that is an adorable kid. That's probably one of the better moments because it's it leans into the silliness of the kids, which is kind of what was so good about season one. Like it does think, come out of nowhere, though. Exactly. Like like it, like as its own separate thing, like devoid of context. I think it's cute. And I like the uh, um, confirmation you know, the, the, like, the final, like, you know, because we've had the whole thing where everybody's been bagging on Dustin the whole time that he's been making up the girlfriend. And so we finally get the, like, oh, nope, turns out she was real all along. Like, and if it was just, like, on its own, it would be funny. But just with everything that's going on and having it sandwiched by, like, Billy being like, I had a mom and I was sad and now I'm dead. <laughs> and, like, all this other shit. That's like very heavy yeah. and like intense. The never-ending story. No. It's, it's, it's it's just a tonal whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. That's already and you did one of the things that I tried to do with my fan fiction, which is they really tried to expand this universe a lot, didn't they? They really mm-hmm. tried to throw a lot of extra shit on the grill when it came to season two and season three. And I'm like, no, just explore. Like, there are questions from season one that are still unanswered. Like, did has it been revealed why Will had that connection to the darkness? Like, why all these things are like, there's, I had so many questions. And so I think that's where they needed to go. But instead, yeah. they're like, but I mean, I what is just- Russia? That, that he, yeah, that he was just in there for so long. Oh, that's right. He, he got taken. That's right. That's yeah. that's the whole plot of season. So I guess that's why. Um, <laughs> oops. But so, yeah, so that's that's how I fixed season two and three. Well, for mine, I have what I would do in season two, and then I had to go record a podcast and said, I'll have time after this. And then I didn't. So it's very, very little, but I want to focus on 11. Cause like I said, it's kind of weird that the feral psychic girl just suddenly goes from like, I'm a crazy psychic girl to now I'm mad at my dad to now I'm a punk rocker who hangs out with weirdos in a bad episode to let's all go to the mall. It was bizarre for me. And I thought something I really wanted to explore that I thought would be interesting is puberty. I know it's a crossover (laughs) with Big Mouth. Just kidding. But how specifically puberty affects Elle's powers? Like, if it changes them at all. And I thought, like, much like drawing a comparison to puberty, how it gets uncomfortable and your kids, sometimes in life your body goes through changes. (laughs) 
and and hair grows and it's crazy and it's very bizarre and things get out of control so i thought wouldn't it be fun in season two if while crept up in this shack her powers just start getting out of fucking hand they become too powerful for her to deal with so like windows are shattering ceramics are getting thrown across the room and hopper gets upset like hopper's very much just like okay i gotta figure this out because if i don't my daughter could kill herself something dangerous could happen so he starts using his sheriff skills to seek out all of the former MK Ultra employees that worked at that place, what got destroyed. His sheriff skills, his very good sheriffing skills. Yeah, exactly. But uh, once again, during this, Eleven stays locked at home. She hears Mike. She can't respond to him. We get to see that. But also, uh, during one night, Mike calls her, and Mike is now just overwhelmed with it. Like maybe in his plot that I haven't written. Maybe some shit's happened that's caused him to get super fucking emotional. He calls her and he's begging her to answer. Like, please, please, please respond to me. I know you're out there. I can feel you out there. Please talk to me. And she fucking can't. And that causes her to go super dark. And then she looks over at the curtains and the curtains catch fire. She tries her best to put it out. She cannot. The fire spreads throughout the entire cabin. It burns to the fucking ground. We destroy Hopper's safe cabin. <laughs> and so Hopper now has to deal with the fact that he was too late. He's learned some things in the meantime that I didn't work out because I only wrote this in like 10 minutes. Uh, he He's left to figure... He, he returns to the cabin and he sees nothing like he sees ashes he sees the fire department hosing down the rest of it and l is gone like there's no body so obviously he's like she may still be out there there may be something but also he's very much like she's she's gone and then we get to see l escape and much like in yours she discovers a group of fucking weirdos who all teach her how to use her powers like that's the imp it's not a random ass break it's there for her to learn how to control what's happening to her and in that case i actually do kind of like them being older because that shows like oh yeah they they get it they understand and but eventually it becomes too strong she can't control her powers still no matter what they do like she gets a little bit like she can make a coke can levitate calling back to season one or some shit but she can't really control it and it eventually comes to a head. Everyone except Kali hates her because of the fact that she's fucking everything up. And she gets kicked out of the group unceremoniously and starts to walk back towards Hawkins when she gets fucking kidnapped. She gets pulled into an MK Ultra van and then she basically she gets a um, collar wrapped around her neck. It is a psychokinetic suppressor basically the fucking collars from deadpool 2 where they can't use superpowers anymore uh so she gets one of those locked on and gets taken to a lab and then 
she has a bag over her head, so the screen's pitch black. We're seeing from Elle's perspective. Bag gets taken off. She is in front of Dr. Martin Brenner, the dickhead from season fucking one. And he reveals that he survived his encounter with the demigorgon, but he's he's got like a nub. He's still barely holding on. And he he looks at her. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just got a nub. He's got a nub. He's got a nub. Well, <laughs> one or two nubs. You know, Demogorgons leave you with a little nub on there. Uh, so then he looks at her and he says, it's happening, isn't it? You can't control your powers. Yes, what's happening to me? How do I control it? And then he laughs and he goes, you cannot fucking control it. And then he explains that her powers come from the upside down. Her powers are, psych- or are kinetic forces in the upside down trying to break into our world. And so... Basically, he he looks at her and he goes, the only way for you to stop this, he's lying, by the way, the only way for you to stop this is that you have to open the portal back up. You have to, basically, it's a pressure system. There's too much pressure being built up in one place, L, and it is coming out of her, so she has to release the pressure elsewhere. She has to reopen ah. a portal. And she denies, she's like, no, I, I can't do this, I, I can't. She refuses and she still has the suppressor on her neck, and that's causing bad mental lapses. Like, bad things are happening now inside her mind because the suppressor is preventing anything from coming out. So it's all being taken out on L. She can't release it onto the real world. So finally, after things come to a head, she says, fine, I will open your portal. Unleashes it. She stares at this massive, closed vagina. <laughs> and then she turns... <laughs> looks at Dr. Brenner, and his neck snaps in two. She turns, unleashes three fireballs on the other MKUltra employees, or whatever, however you want to kill them. She kills everyone around her because Good, like, she can't can she do brain fireballs sure in this one she can <laughs> that's how she burns down the cabin but yeah essentially she now actually can control her power she controls them and uses them to destroy the people who have made her life a living hell up until this point now this takes out all of the mike stuff so mike is having a very tough time right now but that can all be dealt with in season three um which i have nothing written for but roughly what i want to happen is mike instead of being elated to see l is furious because of the and furious at her and furious at hopper for neither of them telling her like mike's like you've got that big fucking brain you could have let me know somehow you could have let me know and so She's having a lot of stress. Her yeah, power that, that is a lot more thematically interesting than just immediately getting horny. Yeah. <laughs> so all that happens, she keeps getting more furious, and she doesn't have like this let's go to the mall attitude. Like, yeah, she still has friends and stuff like that, but she's more of like an emo girl. She's more of dealing with all of that shit. And basically, what I want to do is I want to turn Elle into the big bad of Stranger Things. No, not fully. Not no. So basically, it's not the L we know. So as it goes on, and none of this, I have none of the like how this works figured out. But I want at the end of season three, L to turn and kill someone important. Maybe not on purpose. Maybe a complete accident. Go sorrowful. Mm. See, I don't. I, I I take I take a little bit of umbrage with the idea of making L into any kind of the big bad just with like 
the idea of a survivor of like abuse and trauma billy <laughs> but no i yeah i see where you're coming from on that one well but yeah billy but billy is just not complex yeah, and very billy. poorly well because billy's incredibly poorly written yeah well I, I, billy never had a chance i think it'd be fun <laughs> to play with anti-hero l how about something like that i also come from the world of supernatural where they're just like fuck it this person's evil this season weren't they good last season yeah but fuck you fuck you but yeah like i get it l is the big bad isn't that enticing but i was trying to find a way to keep the show going without expanding the universe to a point of russia and i think the most intriguing thing would be to learn more about l see how she deals with her powers growing growing up and going through like a difficult time and making bad choices that may result in losing friends like i think that would be intriguing that's fair and i think you but i think you could definitely do that like make bad choices lose friends without yeah i think it could be similar to you remember evil will in like season two when will had that like one episode where he was a bad boy i think we could do that with l that that could be fun evil will it was a thing. It was a thing that happened. And I remembered reading about it on Twitter before I got to the episode and just being like, how does anyone make that bean evil? Oh, that's right. Make him listen to Lil Dicky's Freaky Friday and see what happens. <laughs> well, we you fixed Stranger Things. And then I was like, yeah, but what if the most lovable character on the show was actually evil and murdered people <laughs> oh but there we, here we go for once for once I, I i pulled my damn weight and did a thing well <laughs> earlier today we were talking about podcasting burnout and i did reveal the term stink episode which is a, a stink buffer which is what you put in between a break which we just took a little mini break put that between a break and the real episode you want to do because that's what's coming next week because let me say it beetlejuice beetlejuice <laughs> beetlejuice that's right we're doing fucking beetlejuice and we're not doing it alone we are going to be joined by the lovely val patron from creature report from fucking big city greens from fucking they did a cartoon for the adventure zone once i think val is fucking amazing Go listen to Creature Report if you haven't already, and we're going to be talking about Beetlejuice, and I will warn you, Meg, they are basically my twin, so you're going to deal with two of me next week. Rest assured, we will fail to introduce them properly the same way we have our other guests. Yeah, the two other times we've had guests. We've Mm -hmm. It's because, well... I guess we probably should message Val and be like, have a funny sentence prepared to open the show with. One of these days. <laughs> one of these days we'll get it right. We, I guarantee I will not message Val that, and they will be very nervous next week <laughs> as we just crank out quality <laughs> jokes about Ding Dang Alec Baldwin. <laughs> it's okay. It's just going to become a gimmick like everything else on this show. <laughs> Fucking fucking things up and making our guests nervous is a gimmick. <laughs> That's our 
thing. It's not a bug. It's a feature. But until next week, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they could find me in the upside down of podcasts. Yep. Uh, the ca- the casts pods. Fuck! Fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the scat. No, that's not no, it. No, no. Sat. You. I mean, maybe you're there, but the, uh, the, I'm at Oh No Lit class. The sacked up. The, the f- shut up. <laughs> I'm at Oh No Lit class. It's a podcast about classic literature and also ding ding dong jokes. Ding ding a ling. Ding p- jokes about the the penis. God, I'm very tired. Um, Sacked up. Bop, bop, lotted about ding ding do. I'm bop, the scat man. <laughs> it's like spark notes, but we say fuck more. It's a real good podcast. You can listen to onolitclass.com or wherever you get podcasts. If you want more of me, if you want more of the, if you want more sweet, sweet mania about Stranger Things and Christ knows what else, you can get that on Twitter at Meg underscore Danger. God, spark notes, but with more fucks. That's such a good one-liner for the show. That's phenomenal. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyBo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and check out all the other podcasts at a load of PureBS.com, including the mini adventures of Sammy Magic, which finally came out of its hiatus. And holy shit, I made them sketch on a train and then get, and then turned the Whomping Willow into John Mulaney. It was fucking great. Oh, fuck. I gotta listen to that shit. I have not yet. I'm a giant tree, and I protect the school from evil people. (laughs) Okay, so it's like this show, basically. (laughs) It's just more of this. Yeah. (laughs) But it's only based in Harry Potter, but it's less fucking transphobic, so you need to check it out. Oh, so it's not completely untransphobic, just less so? Well, Draco's still in there, so I gotta put it somewhere. <laughs> it's gotta go somewhere. It's like releasing that pressure valve. You can cut this. <laughs> <laughs> you know the pressure shit. valve that's in that's in Elle's head. Yeah, from my story, the one that I talked about. You talking about yours going fucking off the rails? I had a panic attack halfway through mine and was like. <laughs> Yeah, because there's pressure in his head, but he's making it up because it's not true. Wait a minute, it is true. Shit, fuck. You fought through it. You fought through it. It was great. It was beautiful. Um, This episode can't be an hour and a half long. Thank you to Best Day for music. Thank you for music. Money, you scrubs! Patreon.com slash a load of BS. Buy a shirt with us as Funko Pops. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Tell people to listen to every episode except this one. <laughs> that, I don't, hmm. Do we want them listening to the Princess and the Frog one? <laughs> this is the 11 Visit Some People in Detroit episode of Fun Fiction. <laughs> just don't, just ignore it. Wait, fuck.
Did they go to Chicago or Detroit? I definitely said Chicago like five times. Um, <laughs> let me look up where Stranger Things episode and I can find out. Yeah, I can leave all this in. I can leave all of this in. It's only an hour and 30 minutes. No, God. Don't. Yeah, I can just leave in this pause while I look up some stuff. It's okay. No, just give me this one. Let me do this one. No, no, it's okay. I've got this. Just give it a few no, minutes. No, I'll, I'll do this. Just give me this one. No, I'm f- You can do all the rest of them. I'll do this no, one. No, no, you're good. <laughs> just give me it back. <laughs> give me the show back. No. Just give me a burk. What's it called? The fucking Lost Sister shit. Now yes, I got, it's called the it's called the Lost Sister. Now I gotta look it up again. Hold on, I've got. Hold on. No, no, no. Just all, all. I don't fucking just care. Get, no, just give me a minute. I got this. It doesn't matter. I don't. No, care no, no. Anymore. You wanted to know if they went to Chicago or Detroit. I can fix this. Just give me a minute. <laughs> Um, eleven. Here, let me read the description of the episode. Eleven psychic connection with Terry shows her that Emma was not in the hockey. Terry says that she overhears Terry talking to police. She leaves. <laughs> okay, she get. Yeah, it's, it's in Chicago. That's where it is. That's where it's at. I fucking hate. You. <laughs> <laughs>